0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm Madamita Merjia and this is FT News. The US travel industry is preparing for a turbulent year amid falling international interest in visiting the country. Airlines and travel companies are warning. Hotels and airlines in the US are cutting prices as tourists avoid the country in response to both the strong dollar and Donald Trump's immigration policies. With me to discuss this is Murad Ahmed, the FT's leisure correspondent. Hi, Murad. Where are these warnings coming from?
1: They're coming from a number of different sources. First of all, there's an organisation called the World Trade and Tourism Council, which is a global trade body for hotel companies and other travel companies around the world. And they've warned recently that there's going to be slowing growth in the amount of spending that's going to be happening in the US and generally a slowing rate of people travelling to the US. And as you mentioned early on, One of the reasons for that is the strength of the dollar currently, but another reason for that, they say, is anti-US sentiment that's been caused by Donald Trump's immigration policies, in particular his travel ban against a number of majority Muslim countries. And that was backed up recently by Dara Khosrowshawhi, who is Expedia's chief executive, which is basically the biggest travel company in the world And he gave an interview to us in the Financial Times where he said they are also seeing early signs of an impact because of these travel policies.
0: So we spoke to Dara, didn't we? And he mentioned the drop in pricing. Can you tell us a little bit about how Dara thought it would impact his business?
1: Well, a couple of things. He says... Essentially, when you get this feeling that a lower visitor turnout to the US is going to happen, the US travel industry responds in one of two ways. It either cuts prices heavily because it's trying to maintain the demand, trying to attract people in, which is the first thing you do, and that's already been seen. But after a while, you just end up with lower visitor numbers. And his point is, either way, that's bad for the US travel industry. His is a very global company. He's also an online company that's growing incredibly quickly. I think at one point in our interview, he said, if you're a run-of-the-mill travel company and you're growing by 3%, a 2% drop in your revenues is a huge hit, we're growing at 20%. So we don't feel it quite as much. It's the rhetoric of technology companies, but it's those bricks and mortar travel companies that will feel it, airlines, hotels.
0: So do we think that the major factor here is tourists from Muslim countries or are there any other groups affected by the Trump immigration moves?
1: Well I don't think Dara's point or the wider groups who are warning about this suggest that it's because there's a huge amount of incoming tourism from Iraq or Iran or any one of the countries originally part of the travel ban. The wider point is that it's a signal that is sent out to the rest of the world that the US is a less open country than it has been. Been in the past a less welcoming country. People respond to those signals, and that's what we're seeing at the moment, rather than the number that are coming from these countries that are affected by the travel ban, which, by the way, is blocked.
0: How is the US travel industry reacting? Have you spoken to any of the airlines or hotels?
1: They're trying to be as positive as they can be, and they point out there are many other factors at play. In the US, it's a bit more competitive than it ever has been before because we're starting to see the rise of low-cost, long-haul travel. Think of Norwegian airlines opening up European routes into the US, so the US airlines are having to compete with that. The hotel industry have long been warning about a slowdown in what they call REVPAR, Revenue Per Available Room, which is... Bit complicated, but at a basic level, it's the way that they measure how fast they're growing, and they've been warning that that number has been slowing and could plateau soon. So they're kind of prepared for this. The issue may be that this has accelerated a slowdown in the U.S. travel industry more than they had expected, and a lot of these companies look abroad for growth. So Asia is growing very fast. Chinese tourists. The rise of the middle class in China has meant that there's a new generation who want to travel not only within China, as they historically have done, but outside. So a lot of international groups that are big in the US are also looking to other places to see where they can grow instead.
0: Dara Kushro Shahi, the chief executive of Expedia, is Iranian-American. And during our conversation, he talked a little bit about how his personal history was also impacted by the Trump immigration ban and not just his company. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Well, he said that some members of his family were affected. There was panic in his family. You've got to remember the history of that original ban. It was kind of instantaneous. It affected people as they were in the air. And he was reflecting that, you know, he has Iranian-born members of his family and they were affected by these travel issues. He was very, very careful not to try and suggest that his personal feelings affect the running of his company and his commentary was supposed to be a, a professional commentary. And interestingly enough, you really pressed him on some other things to do with the risk of politicising his company. He has recently hired Chelsea Clinton to the board of Expedia. And you know, you pressed him about her qualifications for that position. I mean, do you want to say how that went across with Dara?
0: Yeah, it was interesting, because we asked about the politicisation and said, it's interesting that Chelsea Clinton has been recently elected to his board. And he said, well, it was to increase the diversity in inverted commas of the board, i.e. the reason he hired her was because she was female. And I thought he shouldn't really get away with that. (laughs) So I said, you know, beyond the fact that she's a woman, what else qualifies her to be on your board? And then he talked around it quite carefully, didn't he? But he really said her international outlook and her global experience, meeting with leaders of other countries, qualified her to work for a travel company. But what are your thoughts? Do you think he was being honest?
1: And he went on to say he didn't want it to be a political statement. But it's one of those things that I don't know how you hire a Clinton onto your board and it doesn't come across as a political statement, (laughs) particularly in this day and age. And being relatively comfortable about talking about Donald Trump's influence on his business and uh, quite a substantial part of the US economy. I don't think those things are unrelated as much as he would like us to think so.
0: Yeah, and I think he did also make a point about her being international, almost in direct contrast to what we were talking about, Trump being quite inward looking and, you know, closing down the borders in terms of the travel ban.
1: And this is the one part of corporate America that really requires a great reputation worldwide. You know, the tourist industry really requires people to see the US as a particularly special destination destination. And there are some locations that are particularly reliant on travel, Las Vegas and the resort areas of Florida and some bits of California, New York, they could be hit. And it's no surprise that when the state of Hawaii made its representations to the federal court in Hawaii to try and block the second version of Donald Trump's travel ban, one of the things that they brought up was the impact on the tourist industry. So it is a relevant consideration in the wider politics.
0: This story was shared quite a lot online, and it seemed to touch a chord with kind of the average person who travels to the US for tourism. Were there any interesting comments you saw from people? For example, I saw that there were quite a few Canadians who said that they'd prefer now and had planned to travel to Europe instead of the US, reflecting what they saw in this story.
1: Well, I, the thing I noticed was that a lot of the Washington DC press pack had picked up on this. At the moment, there's a surge of interest at anything related to Trump and the Trump effect around the world. And this is one of them. I hadn't seen a huge amount of people, just tourists, responding to this in quite that way. But the one thing that the analysts all do say is that there will be beneficiaries. People still want to travel. The global travel industry keeps growing year on year. And they are going to pick other places. And funnily enough, Canada and Mexico, where there isn't a wall yet, and places in the Caribbean and the Mediterranean, they seem like the net beneficiaries. So people do win as a result of this.
0: Great. Thank you very much.